Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll hear the last part of our interview with one of the inventors of GPS, Hugo Fruhoff, who will tell you about the dark origins of GPS and how far we've come since. But first, we'll tell you why it's okay not to actually sleep during your nap. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Whenever I have a free minute for a quick nap, I take it. But sometimes I end up awake with my eyes closed, thinking about the nap time I'm wasting by not being able to sleep. If I don't fall asleep at all, it feels like I failed. If this sounds familiar to you, I've got good news. New research says we shouldn't get too stressed about actually sleeping during that nap. What scientists call quiet wakefulness is good, too. Quiet wakefulness is probably something you already do. It's resting with your eyes closed. It might not feel like you're doing much when you rest your eyes, but the benefits of quiet wakefulness are actually pretty huge. The National Sleep Foundation says quiet wakefulness can give the brain and body a break. It can also reduce stress and boost your mood, alertness, creativity, mental clarity, and motivation. Scientists say that just knowing that quiet wakefulness works is enough to make you feel refreshed. After all, feeling like a sleep failure is stressful, and stress is just the opposite of what you want out of a nap. Knowing that you won't ruin everything by just resting your eyes means your body will actually have time to rest and recover. And according to some studies, quiet wakefulness is even better for productivity and alertness than naps are. After waking up from an afternoon nap, you're liable to experience sleep inertia. That's that groggy feeling that makes it hard to think clearly when you go back to work. But quiet wakefulness doesn't require any recovery time. Even cooler, researchers say the brain activity they see in people practicing quiet wakefulness is actually pretty similar to what you'd see during a nap. In other words, you get the same effect with less recovery time. One note, though. As similar as they are, resting and sleeping are not the same thing. You do still need to get actual sleep. Quiet wakefulness can't replace the eight hours of shut-eye you're supposed to get every night. Deep sleep is important for all sorts of things. Processing emotions, regulating hormones, remembering new information, and repairing damaged cells, for starters. But if you just need a quick break, quiet wakefulness could be the ticket. This is my new thing. As soon as I get home from work, I just lay on the couch and just exist for 10, 15, 20 minutes. I have such a hard time sitting still and not doing anything. And that is a problem. But I'm going to try this more. Oh, no, I love it. I need it so desperately. I mean, I need it too, but my body won't let me. Oh, boy. When I was on my honeymoon in Belize with my wife, we both grabbed a book and walked over to the beach to sit and read. And I ended up just putting the book down and literally just staring at the ocean for like an hour. Gosh, that sounds so nice. It was one of the happiest things ever. I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't doing anything. It was, it was so nice. Water is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got that vacation coming up. Maybe I'll have to do that. Do it. Today's episode is sponsored by Wave. Wave is free, easy-to-use financial software that helps freelancers, consultants, and small business owners make, move, and manage their money. And that brings them closer to financial success through accounting, invoicing, payments, and payroll. Just like Chris. Chris started his own business three years ago and has been using Wave ever since. He was never confident about the financial aspects of running his own business. But since discovering Wave, he was relieved to find a service that made invoicing and payments so straightforward. 
Wave's free accounting, receipt management, and invoicing tools give your business the professionalism it deserves. So I got my degree in music, right? I was a freelance musician for many years. And you know what school didn't teach me was how to invoice. It took me many years of sending really ugly invoices with the wrong information on them until I really figured out how to do it. And that's why Wave is so cool. It just has all the stuff you need, and it makes it so you can keep all your finances in order in a really easy way. It is definitely time to ditch the Excel spreadsheets, shoeboxes filled with receipts, and lost invoices, and start growing your business. Set your business up for financial success by signing up for your free account today at waveapps.com curiosity. That's waveapps.com curiosity. GPS can help you navigate to where you want to go and tell you what time it is to a billionth of a second. And the new applications for this technology that we're coming up with every day means that the global positioning system has a bright future. But you know what wasn't so bright? The beginnings of GPS. And today with that origin story is one of the inventors of GPS, Hugo Fruhoff. We asked Hugo to walk us through what it was like developing GPS in the first place, where the idea even came from. And the story he told us is a little dark. Don't worry, in a couple minutes, we're going to lighten things up by asking Hugo about some of his favorite things about GPS these days, since, you know, he did help create it. But first, here's what Hugo told us when we asked him about the origins of GPS. Okay, this is a hard subject because there's so many people that need to have credit. Uh, I was a World War II kid growing up in Germany uh, during, you know, I spent... uh, I guess in between 1944 and 45, I think I probably spent two or three hours in a, in a bomb shelter uh, every day. And uh, carpet bombing, is, uh, it was definitely a, a, a war tool that it was officially announced because the Germans as, you know, gave us up all for dead because they put all their military uh, systems within the populace. And so, therefore, if you want to end in war, you know, unless you want to have two million soldiers to go hand hand to hand into house to house, uh, carp- I understand carpet bombing, you know, and uh, and and I lived through it, and it's a horrible thing, uh, you know, as a kid, you know, seeing dead people laying there, uh, arms sticking out of rubble, and and people taking the rings off the fingers, and the whole bit. So it continued uh, again with, uh, to a limited extent in Korea and then the Vietnam War. So there's a lot of good people uh, began to realize that uh, the next conflict has got to, you know, it's going to have to be more direct with the least amount of collateral damage. And that's the core thought of, of a precision navigation and weapons delivery system. So GPS was developed for military applications was the primary motivating factor? It, absolutely. Now, you know, Brad and I might have a different story on this. He's the boss because he's the you know, father of GPS without question. But uh, I th- we always had a commercial signal uh, that was going to be there. But, uh, f- you know, for me, uh, from coming from my perspective, I appreciate the, the military side of it, you know, obviously. Fortunately, the commercial sector came up with a lot of super cool ways of tapping into GPS technology to make our lives better. And that's one of the reasons Hugo was one of four engineers who received the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering in December for inventing the technology. It's been a long time since we launched those first GPS satellites into orbit, so we figured there are probably ways the technology has been used that Hugo wouldn't have predicted. So we wrapped up our interview with a fun question. What's the most surprising GPS applications to you that have come out? 
Well, good question. Uh, there's, there's probably two answers to that. If if I uh, the the popular answer would be for me application wise, application wise, I think uh, I. I I like uh, Brad's lots of charts. Uh, he shows charts how airplanes land now and save, you know, one uh, twelve hundred uh, gallons of fuel a day. Uh, he, uh, we have a tra- we have tractors that are GPS controlled. So now you're plowing your field, and uh, what's what's the point? Well, it's because the tractor is going so straight that each each uh, line of seeds that it lays down is probably within two inches accurate so a guy plows the whole field he's not sitting in a tractor the tractor's turning around going to the next spot back and forth uh, like an accordion and uh and then uh what happens is all of a sudden he can farm more field in other words the the, the rows are not jaggedy and so therefore you you end up with putting you know maybe 10 percent more roads on rows on, on your field and you got 10 percent more yield you know for example Airplane today, uh, all the landing on the on the ground uh, and the uh, it's it's really not it's it's I I wouldn't know where to stop on that question to be honest with you it's it's and it's coming all along and now it's people are getting constantly more and more with more additional stations that you can correct signals with and changes in the atmosphere and stuff where you know we're measuring uh, this the movement of tectonic plates. Wow. Well, congratulations again to you and your colleagues on the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering. It is just such an extraordinary achievement and really well-deserved. It's mind-boggling. I'm sitting here, you know, I've I've been at this for, this year is my 60th year of doing engineering, and I have yet to get one boring day. Uh, A lot of excitement, but not a boring day. Once again, Hugo Fruhoff is one of the inventors of GPS, and you can find links to learn more about Hugo and the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering in today's show notes. So let's do a quick recap of what we learned today. Well, it turns out you don't have to actually fall asleep when you take those naps. Quiet wakefulness can actually reduce stress, improve your mood, alertness, creativity. Good stuff. Yeah, this is such good news for me. You don't even know how many times I have laid awake. I set my alarm and then I just lie awake. I'm like, no, 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 no. Sleep, sleep, sleep. And of course that doesn't work, but it's okay. I need this really desperately because I've not been sleeping lately. No, you haven't. <laughs> it's been really bad. So, you know, I like living in a city a lot, but sometimes, sometimes neighbors do things like use jackhammers in the business that you live above in your apartment building or have a car alarm set off at 7 a.m. several times, several days in a row. Don't forget the rumbling train nearby. You know what? That doesn't even bother me. I've got an elevated train 50 feet away from my apartment, and I just sleep right through that. It's it's everything else. You have the kind of apartment that people who live in the suburbs, like, tell horror stories about. Like, no, don't move to the city. You'll live near the train and hear jackhammers all day. I live in the kind of place that researchers who say noise pollution is bad for your health would tell me I'm taking 10 years off my life every month I every month I stay there. That is probably true. And this is why I'm hopefully moving soon. <laughs> well, I learned that like a lot of really important technology, one of the original reasons for GPS was the military. That's like, I mean, space is the same way, right? Outer space. Everything that we've launched into space, I feel like, has started as a military project. Really? The moon landing? I mean, NASA's the military 
Yeah, but like we didn't put a man on the moon so that we could not no, violently. Not, it that the military isn't just about killing people. It's about it's about besting other countries and it's about a lot of things. But I know it doesn't feel like <laughs> they don't wear fatigues or anything, but like that's I mean, it's just a fact. Well, thank goodness for commercial applications, because now GPS is helping scientists and the environment, not just showing everybody in the world that our scientists can work faster than the Russian scientists. Yeah, that's probably good. And hey, I don't want to take anything away from Russian scientists. They know their stuff. Pretty impressive. Today's first story was written by Kelsey Donk and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.